Thank you, Kelly Robinson, very much. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our program this morning. Good to have you tuned. And it is warm. It is very warm out there. Uh, we are here to talk about your uh, landscape, your garden, your house plants, fruit and vegetables, whatever it is. And uh, I hope you'll give us a call. We are live on this rather, <laughs> rather warm Saturday morning. Phone number. Let me give you that phone number. Change a card here. I just spent a frustrating about 10 minutes trying to change the clock on my phone. And it never changes, and it changed when I came into the studio this morning. I use my phone clock because it's the most accurate clock I have, but unfortunately it's now in my world clock setting where I can tell you what time it is anywhere else in the world, but not where I am. Uh, so I'm using my backup phone uh, clock, and I think it's uh, pretty accurate. Uh, program started on time. Anyway, uh, 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. 888-256-1080. You know, we find in the radio business that affiliate stations like it more if you uh, get out on time and let them do their ads on time and let them hit their newscasts on time. And so clocks are pretty important in the radio business. And uh, that's why I like to have a a clock and a backup clock. So give a, give me a call right now if you would. Jared Taylor is running the boards and and uh, he is also answering the phones and screening the calls to make sure that uh, uh, that uh, you're calling a gardening program. Uh, we're about uh, a week or two away from uh, getting into high school football, and some of our affiliates will begin to rebroadcast their local high school football. Uh, uh, broadcasts on Saturday mornings, and you know, anymore, high school football is likely to be on Saturdays, and so it's just all over the map now, so uh, we'll begin to lose some, and and uh, uh, so Jared will have to call to make sure that people actually know they're calling a gardening program instead of getting football scores, so it just gets really crazy in the fall, but we're still talking 100% gardening right now. I'm not doing scores when we get into the fall, I just said people call and they are a little bit confused at that point. But right now it's all gardening. 888-256-1080. Couple of calls on the on the hook. So that's good. We'll get the program underway. The most important thing I can tell you right now is keep the water hose handy. Uh, if you're on some kind of water restriction, protect the plants that cost you the most and take the longest to replace. And you say, well, that'll be the big shade trees. Well, not necessarily because shade trees normally can make it through a, a prolonged hot, dry spell in the summertime in Texas. The plants that have the hardest time are those that have shallow roots and that are smaller. For example, ground covers. It takes you two or three years to get a ground cover established and covered, and they're expensive to plant, and just three or four waterings uh, during a summer can save them. And uh, so keep that in mind as you decide what gets watered. A big shade tree may not need to be watered much, but ground covers will. So will small shrubs. And we're still suffering from the loss of plants in the cold of the last two winters and the droughts of 2011 and a couple of others since. Last year wasn't any bowl of cherries. And so we just need to, oh my goodness, all the phone lines are filled. Thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, we just need to prioritize the plants that, that get the uh, water that we have. Some of Texas is now going into uh, water restrictions, and we need to be careful to use our water wisely. Every drop counts. It does indeed. Uh, using, quote, native plants 
is not necessarily always the answer because plants are not necessarily native. There's a water district running a bunch of TV ads in our area where I live, and when I look at the plants that they have and freeze frame it, uh, the plants that they're showing are not native. They're not native in our area at all, not even native in the United States. What is that? And they're not especially drought uh, uh, resistant. So, okay, whatever. Call it what you will. All right, let's take our first break, and then we will plunge right into the calls. Thank you very much for those calls. You have no idea how how, how good that feels to see the lines filled. Please uh, be concise with your questions. Please limit them to one topic per call because the diagnostic calls take a little bit longer, and let's be courteous to those behind you in line. Here is my first uh, uh, break of the day, and we'll move right along. It's Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I broke this news to you last week. I put the book, my book, on sale. Uh, it is a very special opportunity for you. Uh, I have a couple of special projects, and I'm going to identify one of those in just a moment. I'm trying to wrap these up, and so for a very short while, I've put my book on sale for the lowest price of the uh, sixth printing. It's only $34.95 per copy. book has 11 chapters that cover every aspect of outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray every plant you're growing for all 254 counties. You'll never need to ask again, Neil, when should I do this or that? It's right there in Chapter 2. This is a hardback with 344 pages, 840 of my photos, and it was printed in Texas. It is the best quality book I could possibly produce. Your satisfaction is guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny. You'll get a signed copy. Uh, And uh, for that reason, the book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. I will give you the uh, uh, ways that you can buy the book in just a moment. One of the two projects I'm trying to wrap up is to uh, cover all the final expenses of my wife's re-election for school board in our hometown of McKinney. You may not live in McKinney or Collin County, probably don't. This is a statewide program. I just ask your indulgence on this. Uh, Lynn has been on the school board in McKinney for 40 years. She did not intend to run this time but there were some extreme uh, people running against the incumbents, and they were basically, it appeared, trying to uh, just essentially, it looked like shut down public education for private schools. And my wife has uh, been so strong in support of public education. Uh, She uh, taught, I taught, three of our four parents taught in public schools. We believe in public education. And uh, my wife has been a a staunch advocate for fine arts and for gifted and talented and for a high school, the first of its kind in in the United States, funded, founded almost a a quarter century ago called Serenity High in McKinney for kids coming back for drug and alcohol rehab who needed a safe place to go. And so for all of those reasons, we're trying to, the, we, we spent more on this re-election campaign than all 12 of Lynn's prior campaigns combined. And we're just trying to get the final debts paid off. So uh, that's the reason I put this book on sale to try to cover the last of those expenses. So $34.95 is what you will pay for Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. And if you're not satisfied, I'll refund every penny. Haven't been asked to refund any penny yet. Uh, out of 80,000 copies sold. Here are the two ways you can order. You call my office Monday through Friday, uh, business hours, 9 to 5, at this number. I'll give you the number in just a moment. Or you go to my website. That's the better way, and you can order it right now. The uh, phone number to the office, 
weekdays is 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The other way is to go to my website right now at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Homegrown goodness, that's what Mueller is all about. They've been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for 93, I think I have the right number, years. Now you can grow your own Mueller greenhouse right there in your own backyard. They're easy to assemble, bolt together greenhouses come in five sizes from 6x9 to 12x21. And the Mueller greenhouses feature galvanized steel frames with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk doors and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Please don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. You need to get yourself a great greenhouse from a Texas-grown company. Visit them online, MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER, 877 877- Two six eight three five five three Mueller Greenhouses MuellerInc dot com. More after this message. All right, Kelly. Thank you very, very much. Our program starts out today with Geraldine and Brian. Geraldine, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a quick question. I have a big container vegetable garden. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the drought, everything has um, kind of quit. But fire ants have taken root in my uh, containers. And how can I safely get rid of them without dumping dirt and uh, refilling them up? Okay. And you say these are in containers? Yes. All right. Uh, No problem. Uh, the insecticides that you might use, I mean, even if you go to inorganic insecticides, and I'm, I'm comfortable in recommending those, have very short um, residuals, um, and, and so you could use those if you chose to, um, and, and then just give them an hour to, uh, to kill the fire ants and then, and then flood the soil, and you could wait uh, you're probably not going to replant the. Now these these don't have vegetables in them right now, correct? In correct. The heat. Okay. Yeah, correct. and just flood it, and and uh, uh, then you'd be ready to plant when you wanted to in in uh, a few days or a few weeks. Um, I, I will tell you that when I have uh, vegetables in containers, I don't go right back into the container and replant anyway. Fire ants or no fire ants, I don't replant anyway. What I do is I'll take that soil out, put it in a wheelbarrow, and work more organic matter into it, and then I'll put it back in. But I do rework it in between. Uh, that's not exactly the lazy guy's way of doing business, which I'm more and more ad- adopting. But in that case, I don't do that because it doesn't work as well that way. It's just better to give the, the, the new transplants and seeds a, a chance to get a good start. And okay. So you're going to be you're going to be aerating that soil anyway, and and there would be ample time. There are several uh, good fire ant remedies you could use, so I don't think that's going to be any problem at all. Uh, and then once you get the vegetables growing, let's just uh, jump ahead uh, uh, by a season, next spring, whatever. If you end up with fire ants again from out in the 
rest of your yard and they come back into these pots, um, you can use the fire ant baits containing fipronil uh, that are for long-term control, and you can sprinkle those on the ground, and they will take that, they'll, they'll come up out of the pots, back to the, they'll get the bait, and they'll, yeah, it'll take care of the fire ants without contaminating your, your produce. You don't okay. put it in the actual pot, you put it around on the ground uh, outside the perimeter of the, or at the perimeter of the garden. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for your advice, and I will go aerate my containers now. <laughs> well, yeah, use the, use the insecticide first, or they will aerate you. So. Uh, oh, okay, right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, there are people thank who will you. say just pour boiling water through it and all that, but first of all, that's a lot of work, and secondly, it's also dangerous to be carrying scalding water around. I don't want you trying that. So anyway, right. good luck with it. Thank you, Geraldine. It'll work. Thank you. All right, let's go to Carolyn in North Zilch, right up the highway from uh, Brian. Carolyn, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Um, my son planted me two thornless honey locust trees in, I think, March. They're about five, five and a half foot tall now, but they're sapping really, really bad. What is the cause for that? Well, I don't know. It could be a lot of things. It could be the hot, dry weather. It could be uh, that they were too big for... I don't know what condition they were in when they were planted. They might be, uh, you know, if they were bare-rooted, that could be the problem. Uh, lots of possibilities. I will tell you that having grown up in, there, there's an enigma going on here. I grew up in Texas. Honey locust trees are everywhere. The thorny ones, the really thorny ones, are everywhere. And they seem to just love life. And then they, then they start dropping branches and making our lives miserable. But they, they get along well for a long time. When we start planting the thornless honey locusts, they don't do well in Texas. Uh, you, really? They, yeah, they may in East Texas, and they might in North Zulch. But uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where I live and other places where I've seen them tried, they grow for a few years, and then they just kind of stall out. And they, they don't do what they do in the north. That's where they're so common, the northeast. They're uh, very favored trees in those areas. And, well, they're doing know, really, really well. It's just the sapping. I watered them yesterday, and I was like, are, what is going on here? What are you referring to sapping? Describe that. I Maybe I don't know the, that term. The main trunk is just you walk up to it, it's just sticky. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't understand. what you. So there is an ooze coming out? Yes. All right. And what is the source of that? Are there cracks in the trunk, holes in the trunk? No. No. All right. What you do just the leaves walk up look to the like? trunk and it's just the leaves look great. All right, there's no there's no stickiness to the leaves. I didn't check the leaves. It's just the main trunk is what sapping. The, the limbs are not. Okay, sapping is not a term horticulturists use. I, I'll just tell oh, you. Oh, I'm sorry. I've never heard that term in my life before. So, uh, but I'm only 55 years in this business, so maybe maybe it'll pop up now commonly. But <laughs> my my point that was a little sarcastic. So I apologize. Um, what what normally will happen if you have a sticky uh, sap honeydew like you're talking about, it has to come from somewhere. If it's coming, the first thing I look for if I see that kind of residue on a on a tree's trunk, I will look for cracks or holes uh, in the tree where it would be oozing out the the uh, the, the the sap from within the trunk. Uh, sometimes that's kind of they're kind of hard to find. They'll be very tiny little hairline cracks or tiny 
holes from insects such as the red-headed wood borer, B-O-R-E-R. But uh, also often it will be from aphids or from uh, uh, other insects that are on the leaves. You know, for example, we see a lot of uh, lace bugs getting on oak trees, and and you'll see it on pecans. Last year, we had sap all over the ground, all over Texas, all over cars and driveways and everywhere. You would feel your feet sticking to driveways all over Texas. I had scores of calls about that, and right. uh, that was from honeydew sap coming from uh, aphids off the trees. So that's what I look for, and and uh, well, these the, are young trees. They I, I, I bought them. That. Uh, I understand oh, okay. that. No, I get that. But but whether it's a, a tree that is four feet tall or forty feet tall, aphids and uh, uh, lace bugs and other insects can cause that. But more likely, with a young tree, uh, it's uh, sun scald or some other kind of injury to the trunk. I would look at the okay. trunk very closely and see if you see some kind of injury. Uh, there are not enough honey locust trees sold in Texas for me to get many calls on them. I haven't had a honey locust call other than how can I get rid of them out in my yard because I have the thorny types. I haven't had a thornless honey locust call in, in five or ten years. And I take okay. a lot of calls. So that's what I'm just saying. It's just not a really common tree in Texas. But uh, but I get I get almost every week I get calls about red oaks and red maples. Uh, Acer rubrum, uh, red maples, and uh, pistachios that have cracks in their trunks uh, the second and third year after they're planted from sun scald on the west sides of the trunk. Look at the side of the trunk and see if the stickiness is worse on the west side. If that's the case, then that would tell you it's sun scald. That's something okay. you can tell. So Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking a, my call. It's a start. Well, I'm happy to have the call. I'm, I'm glad you called. I don't feel like I've given you a very good answer yet, but I've given you some ways to look. Right. And I thank you for that. Sure. Have a good day. Take care. You too. Right. Bye-bye. Ryan and Brenham, Rex and Corpus Christi, you're up next. Folks, we have two open lines, 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. Call right now, won't you please? And let me tell you about Fertilome. Love talking about Fertilome. This is a Texas-based company. Uh, the Voluntary Purchasing Group is in Bonham, and that uh, that name doesn't say much to you, but what it means to the nursery industry is this is a company that supports independent retail garden centers and uh, independent hardware stores and independent feed stores. That's where their products are sold. It's where you can go in and talk to owners and managers. That's another story. It's not in my ad copy. Let me go to my ad copy. It's time for another application of fertilizer to keep your lawn and your landscape healthy and lush through the rest of the summer and into the fall. There is a premium lawn food from our friends at Fertilome called Fertilome Green Maker. Now, what I'm about to tell you about is uh, applies to about 80% of the state, the western 80% of the state. But there are lots of good Fertilome products for the eastern, for the piney woods as well. Talk to your Fertilome dealer, and uh, he or she can help you. It's a slow-release lawn food, especially formulated for alkaline soils. That's the 80% of the state, where pH is a factor affecting the intensity of the greening. Greenmaker has an 1806 analysis plus Fertilome's special blend of five essential micronutrients. It's called Greenmaker for a reason. It includes 10% sulfur, which helps correct excessive soil alkalinity, and 5% iron, and that makes your lawn green. 
Furlong Green Maker is for use on all types of lawns and landscapes. Make sure you water it in after you apply it and sit back and watch your lawn green up. Ask for it by name. It's Fertilone Green Maker, found only at your, now here you go, local, independently owned garden centers, nurseries, and feed stores all around Texas. Fertilone Green Maker, made in Texas for Texas lawns and landscapes. I'll have more after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. And we're here every Saturday live, live on the weekends. Is that? Is that even possible anymore on radio? Live on the weekends. This guy works on the weekends. Such a deal. Hey, Jared Taylor, you work live on the weekends? He does. He says he does. And Jared usually has another job that he he starts at 5 in the morning, works until noon, and then he takes an hour or two off, and then he has another job that he does. This guy is a hardworking dude. And... I have another job this afternoon. We're live on the weekend, so give us a call, won't you? 888-256-1080. We go to Brian in Brenham to talk about bridal bouquet. Oh, my goodness. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing great. I'm just tired of hot weather. Oh, I am so tired of this. It's just enough. And it could be another yep. month. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah, yeah. pitiful. Hey, uh, Neil, appreciate you taking my call. I sure. got, I'm stumped. I'm trying to get a bridal bouquet plant or whatever uh going and i'm not having any luck i got some cuttings off from my neighbor's plant uh apparently this uh bridal bouquet blooms around easter does that sound correct all right are you talking about viburnum are you talking about plumeria what are you talking about what's the what's the leaf look like well it's actually it's it it looks like a uh during when it's not uh blooming it looks like a shrub but around easter time it, it it blooms Beautiful white flowers, about a half, size of a half a dollar. All right. Are they okay? And is this a cluster of little flowers or individual yes. flowers? Yeah, it's a cluster of little flowers that All makes right. like a like I said. All right. That's uh, that's the viburnum uh, bridal bouquet. Now, now that I have that figured out, how can I help? I, I maybe I missed the main question. Yeah. No, I just I got some cuttings from my neighbor after it after it had bloomed, and I stuck them in water for about a month, and then you know hoping they would you know the roots would take. Stuck them in a big container with some potting soil, mm-hmm. watered them and whatever, and they just uh, I mean they're not I know they're not going to bloom this time of the year, but uh, I mean I'm not having any luck with it. I need some expert advice. Did they form roots or not roots? Yes. All right. Um, the best thing you can do then is um, very carefully uh, put them into pots um, and then keep them very uh, uh, very protected. They need to be in the shade. They need okay. to be in a really loose potting soil with a lot of organic matter. And uh, then uh, uh, they need to be um, they need to be kept uniformly moist. Is this spring bouquet or is it bridal bouquet? Are you, are you, you know what? I wonder if you're talking about spirea. Yeah, I don't know. I've always heard it called bridal bouquet because they said it, it, it looks like it looks like a bridal bouquet when it yeah, blooms. Okay. But I'll it bet blo- you're talking about. I'll bet you're talking about spirea. Um, the answer is going to be the same though. You, rooting things in water is a little bit of a shock to them because you don't have any. Um, uh, you don't have any oxygen in the water to speak of. It, oh, it's, uh-huh. the the ideal uh, planting mix, growing mix, rooting mix, is half solid matter 
and then half pore space, P-O-R-E, and in that half pore space, you want half water, half air, and there's no okay. air in the water. And, and so it's, it, you got the roots, so that part's a given. It's good. But then when you transplant them out into potting soil, then they kind of go into shock for a while. But we're there, okay. and, and you should be okay. Uh, but it just takes them a while to stabilize, and doing it right in the middle of the summer is, is a pretty tough time. Um, most nurseries, if they're going to propagate, I'm, I'm switching over to spirea now, um, and just a mental lapse, I've been in the sun too long, I guess. Uh, if they're going to be propagating uh, the spirea, they're going to do it uh, when it's growing really actively, and that's going to be in the spring. It's not going to be in the summer. And okay. uh, you want really active growth. You may want to see if you can get some more cuttings next spring. And okay. uh, propagate them directly into a potting soil that is half peat and half perlite, half peat moss, half perlite. And and if these have roots and if they start to grow, that, that works fine. But keep them in pots until next spring. Uh, they will lose their leaves this winter. Uh, they'll be late to lose their leaves, but they'll lose their leaves, and that's okay. Protect them from extreme cold, but they can handle a bit of cold. Uh, keep okay. them in, in, uh, in bright light, but no direct afternoon sunlight, and just don't let them dry out. You don't want them sopping wet, but you also must not let them dry out in all this heat. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what other... Uh, if you're going to fertilize them, I would do so sparingly. It's not a lack of uh, nutrition that's keeping them from growing. They just need to develop more roots. So I would use a, a water-soluble fertilizer that you dissolve in water, and uh, I would use it probably a couple times a month in a very diluted solution. Okay. I appreciate you taking my call. Uh, okay. I'm sorry about the side trip there for just a moment. I was trying to figure out what you had. All right. Have a oh, good no problem. Thanks for the call, Thank Brian. You, you betcha. Uh huh. All right. Let's see. We are going now. I got to get my call screen back up here. Let's go to. Oh, Rex dropped just as we're ready to take him with his house plants outside. Yeah. All right. Uh, he was thinking about taking his house plants outside in the heat, and his call dropped. So it may be a cell phone drop. Uh, I'd almost have to know what the house plants are. I will tell you a very strong word of warning about that, and I'll give you a personal experience. Uh, I would not take houseplants outside uh, unless I had an extremely protected location. Uh, let me get a break out of the way. We'll see if Rex reestablishes his phone line, and then I'll talk to him directly. But if he doesn't, then I'll try to answer it best I can uh, just from my experience. So leave the call up, if you will, Jared, and you can tell me if he, if he calls back uh, during the break here. Uh, this is uh, the second mention that I have for you on the offer I have for my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. This is the book I've been talking about for a, a bit of time now. Uh, I have put it on a special sale for a very limited time. I've been trying to figure out how I could help my wife in in support. I'm telling you exactly what I didn't tell you last week. I just said I had a couple of special projects, and there are two special projects, and I'll identify one of them uh, that I'm trying to wrap up. And one of them is her re-election to the McKinney ISD School Board. She has been on the board uh, for 40 years. She's in her 40th year now. She may be, and I think she is, the tenured school board member in the state of Texas. She's not obsessive about that. It's an unpaid volunteer position, um, and she gives mightily of it. She has been a hero in our community in, in terms of being named Volunteer of the Year, and uh, Citizen of the Year in McKinney, 
and uh, she she is a, a wonderful leader within the school district uh, in terms of uh, she was elected, reelected, 60 to 40 percent. Um, the people who uh, were put up to run against the three incumbents were heavily funded by a, a, a what appeared to most to be an extreme um, group more interested in private schools, and uh, they were heavily funded, tens of thousands of dollars per candidate uh, to to fund these these others running against the incumbents. And I couldn't let my wife's hard work for all those years just go by the board. So we bought signs and, and paid for advertising and did things, and now the bills have come due. And, and so I'm putting my book up. Uh, donations were wonderful, but they only covered part of it. And so now my book is going to help us uh, finish out the obligation. Uh, for thirty-four ninety-five, you get a copy of my book, and you help me <laughs> pay some bills. And uh, this is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. You buy it directly from my website or by calling my office. 344 pages. It's a hardback. 840 of my photos. It covers every aspect of outdoor gardening for every county in the state of Texas. And if you're not satisfied, I will refund every penny personally. I've sold 80,000 copies of the book so far, and nobody has ever asked for a refund. But if you do, if you're the one, I'll be more than willing to refund without any questions asked. Here are the two ways you can buy it. I sign every copy, so I could not put it in stores or on Amazon. To do that, I had to sell it directly from my website or from my office. And so the office phone number weekdays, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. And then the the, uh, uh, other side of it is the... uh, 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 way that you can buy it is my website, neilsperry.com, and N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Thank you. More after these messages. Thank you, Kelly. Rex did not call back, um, and, and furthermore, <laughs> to make it even worse, there's nobody behind Rex in uh, in line for a call. So if you'd like to call now, I could use a couple of calls. I don't need four more, but I sure could use one or two more. 888-256-1080. I'm going to go ahead and answer the question that Rex had, um, just in the off chance that he drove out of cell service. 888-256-1080. He's asking about taking houseplants outside in this hot weather, and uh, that is a risky thing. Uh, plants become acclimated to indoor conditions, not the heat, but the sunlight. And this same answer would apply if it were 90 degrees as opposed to 105 degrees. In Corpus Christi, maybe it's not 107, but it's pretty hot. Um it's the sunlight, the exposure to sunlight. I was given an aglionema, the, the, uh, the plants that you recognize may not know by that name. Uh, Silver Queen is an old-fashioned one that uh, you might know. Um, I was given, actually was a Silver Queen, about 30 years ago at a, at a garden center after I had done a store appearance there. And uh, I, I took, it out to the, <laughs> took it out to my car. This was in May. And I had left my car keys back on the table where I'd been working. I set it down on the ground in the, in the parking lot. 
and went back, got my car keys, and came out. It was sitting on the ground about a minute, minute and a half in the sunlight, and that was all it took to toast that poor plant. They are just not equipped to handle the sunlight. You have to be so cautious. And uh, so it's, it's the intense sunlight for a lot of these plants. Be very, very careful. Uh, the light that you have in a bright window is probably two or three or five percent at the most uh, uh, of the sunlight that they would get, even in a brightly shaded spot outdoors. You just can't believe it. Uh, but to go stand in the shade outside and then come in the house and see how well you can see. Stand there for 10 minutes and then come in the house and see if you aren't blinded by the darkness inside. It's amazing. So I'd be very cautious in, in moving houseplants outside right now. Or, or if you're changing apartments or moving in your house, do it in the evening if you possibly can. All right, let me take my last break. Hopefully, uh, uh, Jared can scare up a couple of calls, and we'll go from there. Niels Ray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter every Thursday night, just a little after uh, uh, 6 p.m. And uh, it comes from my commuter, uh, computer directly to your email. And I do most of the writing for it. Uh, there are three writers, authors, who uh, garden writers who supply stories. And i got to tell you that the one that we had in this past week, two days ago, from Diane Sitton on Water Gardens was the prettiest one she has ever supplied to us in, in 20 years of doing e-gardens. It is a gorgeous uh, story, gorgeously illustrated. She goes to some of the greatest places. Take a look, please. And if that doesn't get you interested in signing up for e-gardens, there's no hope. <laughs> Go to neilsperry.com. That's where you sign up for it if you don't already take it. Uh, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. That's where you buy my book. I'm not sure I told you that. I guess I did in the ad a minute ago. neilsperry.com. But in this case, you click on eGardens, and you'll see a chance to, to uh, uh, see the issue from two days ago. And uh, then look at Diane's story. You will love that. But look at the whole thing, and I think you'll see why it's something you want to have come to your email. I'll never spam you. I don't give or sell your email address to anybody. It is strictly what you see there. Every Thursday, a little after 6 p.m., featured plant of the week, gardening this weekend, where I point out things you need to do, and uh, then the stories that come with it. Neil's Prairie's eGardens, free and weekly, and uh, but you have to sign up at neilsperry.com. There's a lot of talk these days about Made in America, but I want to tell you about something that's been made in America for 90 years now. It's a Mueller metal roofing and Mueller steel buildings made right here by people who care about quality of both materials and workmanship. Whether it's a metal roof for your home or a custom steel building, maybe a shed or greenhouse for the backyard, Mueller means quality. Mueller has four manufacturing facilities right here in the USA and with 36 branches for sales and service, there's a Mueller location near you. When you choose Mueller for metal buildings or roofing, you're choosing the best quality products to protect your family and your property. And here's even better news. You're supporting local jobs and local families, ordinary hardworking folks who are proud to provide a product made right here in America. That's Mueller. Visit MuellerInc.com. Find a company that's been doing it right for more than 90 years. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. 
877-268-3553. They're Mueller. They're made in America, and they're made to last. It's MuellerInc.com. I'll have more after this message. All right. Thank you, Kelly. We have about four minutes, so I'm going to ask Margaret and Charles to get right to their questions. Margaret is in Willow City. You're near Fredericksburg, is that right? That's correct, 13 miles north. All right. How can I help you? Well, I've got these 28 tomato plants in the garden. My garden's 100 by 75, and I'm 89, so I'm still gardening. (laughs) But anyhow, I have these green tomato caterpillars. And they have just, my bushes are about five, six feet high in cages out there in the garden. And they eat all the tops on. All I have left is stems. They eat the leaves. They can eat in a hurry. Oh, man, overnight. And I pick them every day. I picked as many as 15 a a night, evening. You need to use a product called BT, Bacillus thuringiensis. Just ask for BT. It's organic. And it will kill them very effectively. Okay, I and don't use any sprays or powders or nothing. Well, that one's all right to you. Well, you can hand pick them if you want to, but that one is. I do with my okay. surgical gloves well, on can, and stuff. How can them. I help you? <laughs> how can I help you? Well, what can I? What did? Where, where did they come from? They are. Uh, it's it's the larval form of a of a uh, moth, and and uh, um, you know you can you can get rid of them very quickly with BT. And most people are very fine with that because it's an organic thing that is you can use it day and like in Peter. B as in Baker, Baker Tom, Bacillus thuringiensis. It's a it's a a, a fungus. And it's I believe a, it's, it's a fungus. what is it? A spray or granule or what? No, it's a. It, you can get it as a spray or you can get it as a dust, and you can get oh. it at any garden center, any hardware store, any feed store, and they will if you ask for B T. Okay. Does it hurt the tomato? Absolutely not. Okay. I wouldn't recommend it if you I did. wash everything anyhow, but it, still, a, you should. Uh, I hate that's to fine. use any. Margaret, I hate to run, but I need to help Charles also, but yeah, that yeah. should help you. Okay, thanks for your help. You betcha. Keep gardening. Good girl. Let's go to Charles and Brian. Charles, this is Neil. Good morning. Neil, hello, I've got a, uh, hello, Neil. Yeah. I've got a uh, red oak tree we just planted this spring. It's been doing really good. Small diameter, about 12 foot total uh, height, but now it is starting to hit round spots on the lower leaves. What can right. you tell me? Well, that's probably just a reaction to heat. It may have gotten a little bit too dry one time, or or wind, or something. That doesn't worry me too much. I would uh, certainly make sure it never gets dry. You don't want it wallowing around in water but uh, uh, certainly never dry. Charles, the most critical thing I can tell you of all things, you must wrap the trunk with paper tree wrap or plastic tree wrap to protect it against sun scald. I hope it's not too late. It should have been wrapped all this year. Um, we've, we've wrapped it, and uh, it hasn't been wrapped all summer, but it's been wrapped since uh, 1st of June, I guess. Good, 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 good. Good for you. Yeah, that's very okay. important. 
yeah, that's very important, and and uh, so that's a good start. But I just keep it moist, and and uh, the spots are probably nothing to worry about. You might have had some saw flies or something, but that's incidental. Some brown spots on leaves. Leaves will drop in a couple months, and next year you get a fresh supply. As long as the tree is uh, otherwise healthy, and and I always look at the new growth more than the old growth to judge how a tree's doing. Okay, well, thank you very much. You are welcome very much. Thanks for the call. Drive safely. Jared Taylor, nice program. Thank you. It's been a fun one today. Lots of good questions. Hey, everybody, thank you for listening, and thanks for participating. That means a lot. Have a great week. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. Until then, happy gardening.